Before Daft Punk, Skrillex, Steve Aoki, and countless other electronic music acts, there was the German duo of Ralph Hüter and Florian Schneider. The two banded together in 1970 under the name Kraftwerk, which literally translates to Power Station. In 2014, the group was given a Grammy Lifetime Achievement Award by the Recording Academy for their work as innovators and pioneers of electronic music. The group grew beyond the two founding members, and as they grew, so did the complexity of their music. Their 1978 album, The Man Machine, represented a shift towards more danceable tracks with less minimalistic compositions. That said, one of the more minimalist tracks on the album received a great deal of attention when released to the English market. Originally the B-side for the English translation of Computer Love, EMI re-released the single as a double A-side when they noticed DJs favoring the other track. The single shot to number one on the UK singles chart and stayed in the top 75 for 21 weeks. That's right, to celebrate the life of Florian Schneider, we're talking Das Model on Cover Me. That's right. It's Cover Me, the only podcast that talks about famous songs and their many cover versions, compares them against one another to find out which one is correct. I'm your host as always, Jake Cressy, joined by my good-looking co-host. Aww, Alex Mildenberger. Yeah, Thanks, look man. at that. It's, it's where you get such a, such a blatantly positive one. Yeah. Yeah. Do it, Alex. Yo. Mildenberger, how are you doing today? Same, same as always. It's been pretty static the last couple of last couple of weeks, you know. Not much, mm. not much room for change. Everything's everything's just just going, just happening. Yeah, just it's going along. So you haven't hit the golf courses out there in Calgary or anything. No, I haven't gone golfing even mm. once this year. God, can't believe it. Hard to believe. Do Truly, you, these are unprecedented some, times. You doing some rooftop golfing in in the city? I wish I could probably just, get away with it here. Just hitting golf there's, balls. Yeah, there's an abandoned people, hotel like across the street from me. That's definitely the kind of thing you would want to hit golf balls at. Mm-hmm. But no, none of that. Not yet. <clears throat> Alex, tell me everything you know about craft work. Everything about craft work. Should we say craft work or craft work? Um, honestly, I think it's easier to say craft work, but like we could always say craft work. Or but I feel like power station. Yeah, let's call them power station because that's their English name. Um, mm-hmm. So power station, uh, good is a good is a good jolly old time. Um, mm. Have you listened to much power station? No, I've listened to I think some of the Man Machine in your car. One was that a New Year's Eve? I I don't know. A couple of years ago, I decided that I would listen to a bunch of of Kraftwerk, and I just kind of did. I think like, that was a good choice. I like went through discography kind of uh chronologically and that was a good time. I, I don't listen to them a ton, but every once in a while I'll come back to it, you know? Um it's also fun because it's like cause it's German and they're you know, talking in German. Or like I mean even if you look at the the man machine album artwork, it has like the man machine in different languages. And it's mm. like dimension machine and like Lom machine like it's yeah. I don't know. That's amusing. What's interesting to me is speaking of that album cover, the cover on uh the 2009 remastered version of the the English translations doesn't have them in their uh their red dress shirts with the black ties. Yeah, and I don't know why it 
would do that necessarily uh, unless there's like a likeness issue or something but that's i mean their aesthetic is kind of important to them too like if you see them performing live it's like it's this very like robotic thing and that's kind of their their aesthetic is like yeah they all look the same they look like clones you know they're all doing like dressing the same way they've got the same like style thing going on and they're like standing in front of these keyboards or whatever synthesizer and just like playing in like in like various levels of getting into it but never like really it's all very stiff yeah it's very sci-fi the vibe you get from these guys yeah kind of that like oppressive future thing which i mean they're like the German, and at the time, Germany was very different from the way it is now. So I imagine there was a lot more of that, like, kind of communist influence. Were they East German? I can't remember. Uh, yeah, they're East Berlin, I believe. Yeah. Which I guess I don't really know all the specifics, but I know, like, Berlin was in West Germany, but it was itself split into East and West. So it's very strange. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, so they kind of like had that influence, and you can see it in there, like in the the the. I mean, obviously, this album co- cover is like very red. Uh, yeah. So there's the there's the yeah, communism connection. Drawing there. specifically from the uh, Russian artist El Lizitsky and the suprematism movement, so you know. Yeah, but you can really see that stuff, and uh, it kind of obvious. And they're also like this early electronic um, music, where you get that sort of rigidity of of this electronic sound, and it sounds very sort of manufactured um, mm-hmm. because it's it's all created by computers, and it's not natural per se. Yeah, so you get this music that's both like very hard, and also like you can dance to it. So it's. <laughs> It's uh, right. quite an interesting like mashup of those two vibes. Yeah, and I guess that's the other thing about this song in particular, and a few of their other songs is this was kind of their like synth pop, like they sort of split their songs, and this is one of their like synth pop songs, which is you know a couple minutes long and structured more like a pop song uh, versus some of like their other stuff, like that's like twenty minutes long. And it's more like ambient sometimes, and it's just like kind of experimental electronic music, which a lot of electronic music was at the time, just by virtue of being a new thing. Um, But this song is much more in the vein of like a traditional pop song. Yeah, just done with what was at the time pretty novel tricks, like some looping. Um, Flor- they, it's we're doing this to celebrate Florian Schneider, who passed actually in April, but that was only recently revealed to the public. Um, passed from cancer, I believe, but he was only a producer on this track and probably did some instruments, but he wasn't credited with songwriting. Uh, but he has some like insane history with inter- instruments. So he's originally like a, a flautist. He played the flute um, and some guitar, I believe. And then through this project, he kind of like started running things through electronic effects and eventually built like an electronic flute. Yeah, which is cool. I mean, really, it's just like a pickup and then you and then you run the pickup through circuitry. I assume. Um mm-hmm. but definitely interesting thing to do at the time. Um and then he, yeah, he it, later moved, like stopped using acoustic instruments, correct? 
Yes, um, by uh, 1974, it says here. I was just looking at this on his Wikipedia page. It says, after the release of Kraftwerk's 1974 album Audubon, his use of acoustic instruments diminished. Yeah, and he had some quote, like, he started with acoustic and then, like, moved into the electronic, and that was just more something that interested him more. And then having the acoustic side of it was sort of the transitional state. Mm-hmm. based on something he said um and then um, yeah i've got a 1991 yeah. quote here that might be speaking to that he says i had studied seriously up to a certain level then i found it boring i looked for other things i found that the flute was too limiting soon i bought a microphone then loudspeakers then an echo then a synthesizer much later i threw the flute away it was a sort of process yeah so that was like that's an interesting way of viewing it of like he sort of started learning one way and then transitioned into what he actually enjoyed um mm-hmm. which is what he kept doing and and i know there's like supposedly he was like this great perfectionist and he did a lot of like sound design and that sound design stuff is like very interesting and difficult because there's so many specific very small things that it's one of those like you don't notice it unless someone's doing it wrong kind of thing and if they do you don't yeah. really necessarily know that's what's wrong so it's and then and then if everything goes right you don't notice it so so it's kind of thankless at times but um yeah it's it's a it's a tricky tricky field yeah no doubt devoted himself to yeah and i think like it's pretty clear when you listen to this and you kind of look at acts that have developed later like these guys are very much like a focal point of electronic music right even i know um I mean, for me, the reason they come up came up in my earlier life was as a reference or as referenced by like David Bowie in the mm-hmm. late seventies, uh, recording in uh, his Berlin trilogy. Um, in particular, the song V2 Schneider, which was named mm-hmm. after this same guy. So, yeah, that was like the craziest thing I found out in doing research for this. I was like, oh, that's why that song's called that. I, I, I did think it might be named after some sort of early synthesizer or something. Yeah. Uh, but no, it's this one specific guy. Yeah, unless you count him cool. as an early synthesizer. Which, kind of, you know? Kind of. Synthesized things. But anyway, yeah, it's, it's interesting music, and, and it's also interesting to sort of hear how it changed over the years uh, to become mm-hmm. a little bit more like radio friendly yeah because even their like their big pieces like autobahn which is 20 some odd minutes maybe like 25 yeah there is a shorter like single version of that which is uh you know not as long something you can actually play on the radio without yeah it's like something you can you know it's probably just a segment of it but it lets it get played on the radio um yeah, so this is, I'm still pretty fresh with their music, but it's, uh, you know, something I would like to look into more. Um, let's talk about the lyrics, Alex, should we? Yeah, we should talk about yeah. the lyrics. Obviously, the the English translation of the lyrics, because mm-hmm, the, it was originally yeah. written in German, because they're German, and there's a few different language versions. Um, they definitely did English and and German. Uh, mm-hmm. So the German was the original cut, and then like nineteen, and that's nineteen seventy eight, and then the single was released in the UK in nineteen eighty one. So I imagine that's roughly the time that the English version came out. Right, and I've 
I mean, before this, like the the album as it exists on Spotify has the English version. Mm-hmm. So, I don't really know if that is what came out on the album. Probably not in all territories. I don't know. They do weird stuff. Yeah, well, it's uh, it's Regions. interesting because they don't have the the German version on there and on secondhand songs it credits the english language version with a may 1978 release as well so it's possible they simultaneously released it i'm not sure yeah i guess it wouldn't have been that difficult because there's not that many lyrics like mm-hmm. it's pretty short so yeah, i suppose you could really fit that in yeah i mean so the song itself is uh is just it's about a model it's he's talking about a model um She's a model, so uh, we can assume she's attractive. Does it say she's attractive? She's looking good. Um, yeah, she's looking good. And she, like, is at this party of some kind, and he's just, like, kind of talking about this model in three different verses. Mm-hmm. At sort of three different contexts. Yeah, so there's, like, a... This song seems to sort of highlight an interplay of uh the model both being used and using others because so the first verse is she's a model she's looking good i'd like to take her home that's understood she plays hard to get she smiles from time to time it only takes a camera to change her mind which seems to suggest that photographers and their cameras have you know a bit of a hold and influence over her and what she does it does and i i wasn't sure if it if it was meant to be that like in depth because it's definitely be like it's not changing her mind per se but like when she sees a camera she smiles because she's a model it's what she does like she's paid to smile on camera mm-hmm. so yeah i guess there's that like potential dissonance between internal and external or internal yeah, feeling like, with external display of emotion even with the uh like the, the title of the album is the man machine and this the sort of like uh dis like dispersonal take that this song t- gives us like even with lines like i'd like to take her home that's understood it seems to imply that it's not because of some connection they have but she's a model so obviously i want to take her home like that's the social contract right it's like following the the program basically like it's the mm-hmm. it's the natural thing to want to do and that's 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 the thing that's the thing that happens cuz of course it is Mm -hmm. because that's the programming and so she plays hard to get because that is her role and she smiles from time to time and that is sort of dictated by the camera right which is that sort of like external stimulus that changes the routine or whatever Mm -hmm. (laughs) to use the machine metaphor which is fun yeah and people in the uh, genius seem to think there's sort of an arc to this uh, song about sort of the model shooting up to fame? It could, because, I mean, it, it, it first describes her um, as, you know, as a model, and clearly he's in a situation where he can see her doing that. He sees her smile, he sees her when she's not smiling, because the camera's not there or whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. You can tell the difference. Then there's the party progression, uh, which implies she's networking in some way and then in the third verse um he only sees her on the magazine right he wants to see yeah. her again so there is a story there Hmm. now do you think that the narrator is a photographer i don't know 
Yeah, I, I think that's unclear. Yeah, it, People, I don't again, think in the matters. genius comments seem to say he is, but mm, I don't know. Maybe he's a guy who holds the shiny things to do lighting or whatever or like <laughs> yeah i guess maybe like, yeah, he's i don't part know of the camera crew or something yeah he but... could he could be anyone involved and like he was maybe a small time or maybe it's just someone he knew mm-hmm. and he like saw her working and then now yes. she's she's a big deal so they don't see each other anymore something like that like it something like that so it's, it's kind of vague. inspired this song i got it from like some random book but it didn't really have a source in that book okay it says it's inspired by the models who worked at the bagel nightclub in cologne Bagel nightclub. Yeah, I tried. That was the on the only reference I could find to that because I found it on Song Facts, Googled the fact, and then it was in a like an ebook, and then okay. there was no like citation there, so like, <laughs> that was kind of as far as it went. Hmm. And what's do you know what the Bagel nightclub is? No, not a fucking clue. Like Can't find models. anything on that nightclub. Working at so do models work at nightclubs just like so they have attractive women. Like at the night, yeah. Is, that, is it like is that they, the idea? Do they mingle? Are they on like a catwalk? Is it uh, like are they just servers there? Yeah. Is What's it like a fashion show? Anyway, I'm sure that's an easy answer to that, but I don't know what it is. Um, are there fashion nightclubs? I don't know, man. I'm not rich enough to know these things. Anyway, uh, she is going out to nightclubs though, and she's drinking just mm-hmm. champagne. Is does that imply like a class thing, or like is champagne expensive in particular? I've always um, thought of yeah, it as like so, a celebratory thing. So we do miss something in the English translation, which is sort of unfortunate because it is a uh, a fun little Correct. piece. So the uh, German line ends with a, a guy saying "correct," right? He says "correct," um, and which also rhymes with "sect," which I guess is champagne. Correct. Um, and that is they actually brought in a waiter from one of these nightclubs, possibly the bagel nightclub, who had this like bit he would do where he would be like, hello, like, like how are you? Do, do you want sect? So he'd be like, sect? Correct! Because he was pushing champagne on people because he would get like a commission on that. Right, right. And so that was the most expensive item, I guess, to get a commission on. Okay, so it is expensive. Mm-hmm. I guess that's implying that. I assume it's implying that she's people are buying these these drinks for her, and they're yeah. Well, that would be played in the line in the final line of this verse. She is looking good for beauty. For beauty we will pay. pay. And she's checking men, nearly all of them. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So is she a checking? I mean, it's not like a body check. <laughs> yeah, she's going around just like kind of hitting them with her shoulders. <laughs> don't spill your champagne but yeah you know she's making the rounds going around flirting with these men i imagine getting champagne from them because they're paying for it she's playing her game right she's like she's mingling and and that kind of pays off in the next verse where she seems to have now achieved some level of success Mm-hmm. and again like this verse reads like somebody explaining a computer program or something yeah it's just know? watching it's just like... it it's very like this is what's happening like it, you mm-hmm. don't get much like judgment from it. It it doesn't yeah. feel very personal. It's just like it's just kind of a description of events. Yeah, and even things that have technically like a subjective value, like she is looking good, it's just given as fact. Yeah, yeah. It's not like I think she's the most beautiful woman in the world or something that that sounds mm-hmm. more like poetic and like personal. You know, she's like she's looking good. Yeah. People pay for it, like. They, they give her whatever money gifts etc exactly 
And then, yeah, we come to verse three, which we've kind of already hit some of the major points of. She's posing for consumer products now and then. For every camera, she gives the best she can. I saw her on the cover of a magazine. Now she's a big success. I want to meet her again. Yeah, and that's kind of, again, like you were saying, it's like very descriptive in the first half. And then you kind of get the, the it sort of moves to more personal in the second half. Mm-hmm. Um, which kind of fits in with this, like, and I wish I had an example, because I feel like it's something that happens. But, like, when you get a robot that develops emotions, there's, like, the moment where it, like, reveals that it's sad or something. Right. Like, that's, that this is, like, the reveal of, like, of, like, the machine has developed emotions. Right. I want to meet her again. And then, like, has a little sad face on its screen or whatever, and they're like, oh, yeah. man, the, the, the computer is feeling something. Maybe. Anyway, yeah. Um, so yeah, that's kind of what it feels like, because it's like that kind of sh- a bit of a shift right at the end, because suddenly it's like, mm-hmm. yes, I wish I could see her again. But even yeah. then, it, it's not like some other cases where it's like, if I don't see you again, I'll die, you know, that kind of like, mm-hmm. like dramatic proclamation of love yeah, or whatever. It's, it's just like, yeah, I'd, I'd like to see her again. Like, yeah, and it's tied to her being a big success. So there's sort of like an element, and if he is the photographer, then like that's obviously like he kind of wants to use her as a stepping stone, maybe, or it might just be on a like True. a more naive level. It's like, oh, I saw that person on Maisie. I saw him before. Sure would be neat to see them again. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I also like. I mean, when you like the first line sounds very like translated. Mm-hmm. Like saying consumer yeah. products, <laughs> posing for consumer products. Like, it's very—I don't know. It's just a very matter-of-fact way of like these are consumer products. Like, it doesn't say like posing for—I don't know—something a little bit more right. natural. Uh, the uh, what's fun like is I also have the German version translated by Google Translate here, and that line is it displays itself for the consumer product. Ugh, <laughs> uh, that sounds like there's a. There's a pronoun yeah, translation. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, does, does it, it now? now? Um, and maybe that's part of the like impersonal thing, right? Like if they're using, for some reason, a different like, I don't know. I don't know German very well, but they have gendered um, like I nouns, would, I would right? assume so, yeah. So I don't know. Maybe there's something there. Some way of referring to, but I can't mm-hmm. confirm. Well, yeah, that. and looking at the, I'd, I'd, I'd be interested Google to translate look into here. It. So, like, it sometimes Absolutely. it says she, and then sometimes about. it's it. And yeah, maybe that is the trick there. Um, I like that the final line in the Google Translate version is, "I have to see her again. I know she did it." <laughs> uh, that's <laughs> ominous. That that makes this like a crime thriller. Song. Hell yeah, that adds in a whole new element. Um, last thing I want to say about she verse 3 is just the connection between the final line of verse 1 and the second line of verse 3. So verse 1's it only takes a camera to change her mind, and this one is for every camera she gives the best she can. So even if there is this, uh, if there is this arc, like there is this constant that is her relationship with the camera, which kind of seems to run her. Right. And she's, but she's like, good at her job mm-hmm. that's that's what models do gotta look good for the camera it doesn't really delve into that idea of like for like like inner life versus 
external mm-hmm. life kind of thing. But it kind of hints at it. Yeah, it kind of leaves like you to to go to your own conclusions on this. Yeah, and of course, a lot of it is the or a lot of the song is the instrument is the the synthesizers mm-hmm. uh of course which sounded i guess it like i don't know i wasn't alive at the time but it was a newer thing yeah so they're very like i we're gonna just seamlessly jump in instrumentation here but yeah these synths are very harsh for the most part at least up front yeah, and it's it's very like like each part is like very distinct. So you compare it to something a little more modern where you have more like ambient sounds and you might do like some sweeps and stuff in the background. Like it's it's about it's like kind of these wide textures and you could use like dozens of tracks of like different synthesizers just like making this this the soundscape kind of thing. It doesn't have to be dozens, but like I feel like it could be. Um but honestly, I don't know. Um, but this is very much like, at least this song, much more kind of traditional. Every synthesizer is an instrument and has a part that you would potentially hear in another, like yeah. an older song. Or a more more straightforward pop song, which this pretty much is with just different yeah. sounds. So yeah, it's essentially just a different tone because you've got at the bottom of the track, there's a bass doing this doom. Yeah, which like it's a bass line. Mm-hmm. It's just played on a bass synthesizer. Um, there's another sound. It's kind of I call it like a rhythm synth. It's like a bit above the bass, but it's just going like yeah, like that kind of eighth note rhythm, which is kind of like something you might hear maybe on a piano or something like that. But now it's on a synthesizer um the drums too like it's it's analog synthesized drums yeah, or i believe you it's analog the music video drums. for this one yeah they're kind of playing yeah, like drum pads there's like two of them on these like like little drum pads and they're just like hitting them yeah so i don't know what those were um and maybe they built them themselves like that yeah very well could they, be i think they did that kind of stuff um yeah, I don't know if those are specifically. But yeah, it's it's electronic drums, but it's not like sequenced. Mm-hmm. Like they're playing yeah, them with drums. It is organic electronic music where they're they're still doing the notes themselves. Yeah. Um and yeah, that's kind of there's also the is it the the bass follow like you're mm-hmm. talking about the bass? Like there's a higher synthesizer as well that plays yeah. like riffs. It's doing that same bass yeah, bass line. They're kind of doubling each other. At least in yeah, the so intro. Yeah, so that main yeah synth is higher, and it's the it does some of that. It also does do Yes. So so once we actually get to the right. verse, that that synthesizer breaks away from the bass line and plays its own. Um, melody line that sort of follows the vocal melody. It's not exactly the same, but like they're really the same. Um, like there's a few note differences, and and when he's speaking, he'll say more words mm-hmm. or something. Um, I actually now realize I didn't listen to the German version to see if maybe they matched mm. up better in terms of syllables. Um, but anyway, uh, so then uh, right, so that kind of it plays on like a 
pretty short loop. Like each line it plays, and then it plays between the lines. Yeah. And then when he says the get, like it, it just keeps repeating itself. Yeah, it is. So it's kind of it's like a pretty similar to what we hear in a lot of pop music, where like uh, the line will happen and then they'll play a little guitar riff between the lines. But now it's playing during, uh, during the lines as well, which is not so uncommon. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it is like uh, like very minimalist because it really is just that. It's the same bass line. You get the synth doing that little run, and then yeah, the changes are pretty minimal between like the intro and yeah. then that first verse. There's essentially like four different sections of this, like counting the intro, and yeah, so you got like the intro, then the verse section, yeah. yeah. Then the like bridge, I guess, which kind of has two sections. Yeah, to I, it. I called it a bridge. Uh, the bridge, um, does is where we kind of change up some of the patterns. The drums are still going, but then like they, you get this kind of descending pattern on the bass, and then that that rhythm mm-hmm. synth as well. Um, okay, well the rhythm synth, yeah, it it just like it's descending, and you kind of get these groups of three. Uh, measures and big but um and then the synthesizer also has a new riff it's along with this sort of pattern and then it repeats that and then starts to go up at the end so it's actually different the second time yeah because it descends then it starts descending but then goes up instead switching it up mm-hmm that's right and it just does that section the first time, right? And then goes back into the verse. Dun. Um, yeah, back into the verse. Uh, and yeah, that new that new synth is it. It sounds pretty like stringy, or like it like it's trying to emulate uh, not a violin, but like a lower string instrument, because it's kind of got that slow attack, right? Um, like you're drawing a bow across something. And it's just kind of held like, dun, dun. so it's it's string like, mm-hmm. yeah, a bit of a lower string, but and yeah, it yeah. gets a little bit of like kind of like resonance on it. Yeah, I mean, all these. I I think it was was it last week. I was complaining about some of the synthesizer sounds in one of the in one of the versions. It was yeah, it might have been two yeah, weeks yeah, ago. Yeah. Um, like they they just kind of sounded out of place. You don't get that here. Like these are these all work. These yeah. are all good, but they also like they're kind of old fa- old fashioned Very sounding much. now, because this sound kind of really defined that early electronic music, um, and I, it's it's simpler um, simpler technology, sort of simpler um, waveforms and stuff like that. We can just do more now. You know, we can combine more things to do really complicated stuff. Um, but it does kind of date it, even though it still has that, it has that like kind of retro futuristic mm-hmm. sound. But it's definitely noticeable as like older. Yeah, because like if you heard somebody try to imitate this today, it would sound different, even if it was emulating this sound. Yeah, I think we'd be drawn to just like modernize mm-hmm. it a little bit. As we, as we tend, tend to, to be. be. Yeah, and so then when we do the verse again, we get that same bridge section, and then we get uh, a shifts to like a sort of second bridge, if you want to call it that. Um, yeah, it, I call it a solo, but it's not really a mm-hmm. solo. Um, but you kind of get like um, the synthesizer goes up and plays this like, like up and down kind of 
Um, yeah, like like an arpeggio we, kind of thing, like yeah, exactly. And it's a little bit higher, still a bit stringy, but like less resonance, like a bit of a quicker attack on there. Yeah, I think it might just be like the riff synth from before, but like jumped okay. up an octave, because they did in the second verse halfway through the riff jumps mm. up an octave. So I think they just use the same sound. Uh, sounds very similar okay. to me. I didn't anyway. catch that, but you're probably right. Yeah, I think they keep it for the third verse as well. Oh, oh no, yeah, they yeah, yeah, stay yeah. high. So the so it like sort of like there's not that much progression in this song. Like between the sections, yes, but there's not like like a build like a lot of other ones do. But that is kind of the one thing they do is that um, increased frequency, just like jumping up an octave, kind of one first time halfway through the the second verse and then keeping it up yeah. for the third verse. And it's, uh, yeah, so yeah, it's like very uh, even throughout the track, but little tiny changes that keep it a little interesting. And you're mm-hmm. right, that uh, that riff synth is the same synth that plays in the, the solo or second bridge or whatever the fuck you want to call it. Yeah, it's a, I don't know, I mean, we could just call it, it's like A section, B section, C <laughs> section or something. Like, I remember, t- like, my brother took, uh, he took a class, I, I don't remember if it was on like song structure or something like that don't remember the name of the class but they did talk about song structure so i kind of like i've been doing this for a while right so i was like so you learn about like verse chorus verse like whatever structure he's like well you know we're starting with the basics so it's like you have an a section and you have a b section or like like this part and then a different part and then maybe you do that first part like you don't talk about it in terms of verse chorus it's just like we have different sections and we arrange them in this way and we call them these things for other reasons, but like at at its base, you know, it's right. About it really is sections. just A B C, like different section, different section, yeah. different section. Exactly. Fair enough. Um, I guess we should talk about his singing pretty briefly here. It's uh that again, it's what you would think from this like new wave electronic kind of stuff. Very even, very low kind of talk singy. Yeah, like I mean, you told me you hadn't really listened mm-hmm. to Kraftwerk, but a couple of years ago, we were jamming, and and we did an electronic version of right. of Love Hurts. Like you did this voice, <laughs> like like it's it's something you know anyway, even if you're not familiar with Kraftwerk. Like is this kind of like even toned, semi spoken word? Like you wouldn't be surprised if you threw like a vocoder on it. Like it's it it sounds and yeah, mm-hmm. kind of robotic. Yeah, it is very like culturally known. If even if you don't know the source of it necessarily, and Kraftwerk might not even be the source of that, but they're certainly like one of the people who probably put it in the the limelight. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, another note. Other note about this, because uh, we're pretty much through mm-hmm. the whole song. Other than there's like like nothing really changes. They kind of do. Uh, an out like another solo bit or whatever you want to call it, and then an outro section uh, that is has some elements of the intro. Um, I found even the the structure of the song, the way everything is played, it it does feel very like rigid. Because mm-hmm. like if you if you, I mean I'm sure that's true of any song, but like if you time it, like everything lasts like exactly like the same amount of time. Like the sections feel very. Like we do this, then we do this, then we do this, and I don't know it. Maybe it's just the instruments. 
but it, it feels more rigid and like in the grid. And the, I guess the rhythm is part of it too, I think, because it's not like there's these crazy, like syncopated, um, like dancey, groovy, funky rhythms happening. Mm-hmm. It's very like, like there's the, the rhythm, the thing I call the rhythm synth is playing like eighth notes and like there's not crazy stuff happening with the drums. Like it's on the four, you know, on the beat. Yeah. And yeah, it it's really is like it's very it feels like clockwork. And even especially if you watch the music video, like these guys are almost statues that happen to play instruments like they're rigid. Yeah, they're like standing there and their mm-hmm. arms are moving. And like I think one of them is swaying a bit, but it's still like even the way he sways is is not like doesn't feel natural. It's yeah, not like it's like a threatening animatronic, you know? I don't know. Yeah. It's very yeah. interesting. Aesthetic. Um uh just I like the only real difference besides language between their German version and the English version is the sampling of that that waiter, which I thought added a nice bit of texture to this song because you get this very rough German voice going, Correct. <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit more flavor that just didn't translate mm-hmm. into English. Yeah, I guess because you can rhyme a, an affirmative with champagne. Not in not, <laughs> not any that, that I know. I know. <laughs> and but we also see attempts to do add, add a little more um, personality. Maybe we'll say in some of the other mm-hmm. versions. Though. It's uh, I will say uh, to just kind of foreshadow. It's tough to get your own personality in this version when it is so like on the grid and rigid. Like it's it's very difficult because this feels like a complete thing. Right. Right. They kind of had their their shtick going on, and like this mm-hmm. supports that very much. It's, it's hard to put a personal touch on a machine, you know. You can put a little little fucking bobble on your antenna, but it's still just a fucking Ford Fusion. Like, <laughs> yeah. Although it's funny because nowadays, um, like if someone was using the sorts of synthesizers they were using for this song, it would be because like they wanted more like personality and in like right. distinctiveness to their to their music uh compared to like something that would be more modern that would be more like manufactured like mass produced kind of yeah. situation or you know and then there's the whole analog versus digital debate that I'm not going to get into mm-hmm. right now um with that but this is exactly should we the talk about thing, the music yeah. video briefly Sure, I I watched it once. Yeah, me but... too. It's very basic. It's them playing in this very, I don't. It's like I think it's just a studio. It might be a stage, but it's a very cool looking piece. It's got some TV screens up in the back. It's got two dudes on that that drum pad we talked about. Right, some like various lights around. Hmm. So like the the music video opens and you kind of see their faces flash on the big TV screens and I I think their names I didn't really pay attention to the text and then right and it's got that I mean they're of course CRT mm-hmm. monitors so they're f- filming a CRT monitor so you can see it flicker. yeah to the point where when I first watched the video I was like hang on a second is this just this guy recording his TV screen but no it, it appeared to be just the video. <laughs> 
and uh, from there, it's pretty much cuts of these guys playing their instruments, like we've already talked about, looking very stiff, robotic, maybe a bit of bobbing, and then like black and white footage of models or possibly beauty pageant contestants, and there might be like old movie film footage in there too, but again, it's all like women looking pretty. Yeah, I don't know what this is, but yeah, it's like intercut with this like old fashion show of some sort, and it's in black and white for... Um, I don't know. Because that's <laughs> Probably art, no baby. specific reason. That's pretty much it. Yeah. Yeah, and then you see them playing in their whatever place. Maybe it's a live performance they recorded. I don't know. I don't know, man. They've got their, like, headsets on, and they've got their, like, pedestals with their synthesizers on. Yeah, it's... And you just get to see a bunch of, like, women in mm. fashion clothes. That's the original song. Um, anything else before we move into the covers? No, All right, I don't think so our so. first cover comes out a, a year later by an English musician, singer, songwriter, and multi-instrumentalist, Snake Finger. So he's best known for his work with a band called The Residents. They're, uh, I listened to just some brief clips of their songs. They're very experimental. Um, Snakefinger later worked with some of the people from Captain Beefheart, which are again in that like experimental rock vein. And uh, yeah, his, his birth name is Philip Charles Lithman. And he died at the age of, I think it's like 38, on the same day that his yeah, single... Uh, he died of a heart attack in Austria. He was, like, on tour. And that, that same day he died, he, his single called There's No Justice in Life released. <laughs> yeah, very fitting. fitting. Okay. I hope, I hope I never do anything that, um, with that much, like, predestination. I'm going to write a song called I Will Die Very Young. Too then... late! <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, Alex, what do you fucking think about this one? Uh, it definitely, like, has that kind of experimental feeling. Uh, there's a f- uh, Although, overall, I'd say it's kind of just replacing the, the synthesizers with non-synthesizer instruments. Like, I, I would say yeah, acoustic instruments, feels like but a palette swap. I don't know if that's necessarily true. And the drums even sound like, like, it's, like it's a drum machine. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and there's not a huge amount of of change. Uh, what this one has, uh, more so, I kind of mentioned like the other versions try to inject that personality. Um, when he says the it only takes a camera to change her mind line, like he kind of mm-hmm. drops his voice, and it sounds very sinister, like like yeah. sexual salty sinister, like. <laughs> It's 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 more expressive, but definitely right. That's an interesting take on it. That kind of I thought of in the original version, but I couldn't find anything to support it. But like this idea of like this woman, like oh, the camera. As soon as there's a camera, like she'll do whatever you want, kind of thing. Right. Um, yeah, there is a very sin, and yeah, he goes real low yeah. on that. He does something similar on the second verse as well on the last line. And, uh, yeah, so, like, the the riff synth is replaced by an electric guitar doing, like, some sliding. Uh, his vocal quality kind of gives me, a, like, a Frank Zappa vibe to it, but put through a filter. 
definitely through a filter. This whole thing sounds like mm-hmm. it was recorded like down a hallway. <laughs> it's very yeah, uh, absolutely. It's yeah, like you said, it is a a faithful like sort of recreation, but rather than with electronic instruments, it's electric instruments. Yeah, yeah, really. It's but it does kind of because of that like. It does definitely have a different kind of aesthetic about it. It doesn't have the same mechanical feeling um, in the same way anyway. Because of the way he sings it, I think, is a little different. Um, Mm -hmm. And the drums change up a bit. The drums are a little more, uh, like, get this more complex thing going on later, later in the song. Which makes it yeah, feel yeah, get almost like a shaker involved. Yeah, and it makes it feel a little more like, like you could dance along to it in a less like robotic way. Like it's that's kind of the big thing I think is the rhythm change. Up yeah, that makes it feel different. And of course, the way he delivers the lines is uh, a little more ominous, especially when he's like, "For beauty, yeah. we will pay." I'm like, oh, okay. holy fuck, okay. <laughs> Yeah, it gives off like some sinister cult vibes. If if the original is the man machine, this one is the machine man. You know, it just <laughs> takes the values and flips them. The man machine, the machine man, the the just other machines of some kind. Snake machine? I don't know. Snake machine. Finger machine. Uh, liquid no, machine man. Um, the solid man machine. <laughs> solid finger. <laughs> I'm done. Hell yeah. <laughs> I don't have anything else. You got it. Uh, uh, Venom Snake Finger. Um, ends with a repetition of like the same chord a few co- times, and then like a sharp increase of instruments, and then as sharply they like decrease. Yeah, it kind of has more of more of an ending, where it just like does the same thing and says, "Hey, it's over." Like, okay, and so it is. Mm-hmm. So it is. Um, anything else for this one, Alex? Yep. Snake finger. Let's talk about the band Hikashu in 1980. A Japanese rock band led by pseudo kabuki vocalist Makagami Makigami Koichi, known for their highly experimental music. Mm. Now, I don't know what pseudo-kabuki means exactly. I'm generally familiar with what kabuki is. Um, mm. But I don't know what makes this pseudo-kabuki. Is it... I think it's because he's not singing kabuki music would be my guess. Okay. But what makes it pseudo-kabuki? Like, it's not kabuki, but wouldn't that be almost anything? I mean, I guess. Imagine, so you know how, like, uh, Freddie Mercury is, like, kind of operatic? I guess so. So, like, this approaches that, but in ways we don't understand because we don't have a background in kabuki theater. That would be my guess. All right. I can accept that. Um, Yeah, so this one's a little bit faster than the original. It's in Japanese. Uh, Starts out. It's in Japanese. Um. Yeah, I guess we should note that the last one was in English. He's an English yes. musician. This one's in Japanese by Japanese musicians. And uh, it is also mostly done on, like, guitars. Electric guitars, mm-hmm. and it looks like there's an electric bass. Um, and also the rhythm section, the drums, are done on a Roland CR-78. 
which is a, an early Roland drum machine. I believe it was the first programmable drum machine. Um, has some interesting features, especially for being, you know, it's a, they hadn't really set in stone what it was to be a drum machine. Uh, of course, Roland would go on to make the TR-808, which is kind of a famous drum machine. Um, right. You know, you've heard of it, probably. Um, mm. Check it out. I, I just... Like recently, there was a video on a YouTube channel called Look Mum No Computer, um, where the guy he got and modified a, a CR78. So that's the only reason I knew what it was, was because they showed in the music video for this one. Um, right. Is that that one that's got two people working on it, or are those two? No, see, machines? those that seems to be two keyboards, but some shots will show it just like resting on the keyboards between them. So it's it's a okay. small box. Or relatively small box. It's a lot bigger than what you get nowadays. Um, so if you get like like 152 in the music video, you can see it just resting between them. Mm. Yeah, worth noting that this... Okay, yeah, yeah. I see that. So it's a very better. interesting... Uh, check out, there's some videos on it. it. It works in a very weird way. There's like two rhythm tracks and you kind of pick... There's like two sets of rhythm tracks and you pick one of each and you kind of combine them and then you can like add in different parts and stuff like that and there's also some other stuff with like custom program rhythms that i don't know anything about but it's an interesting old mm. old drum machine yeah so this is uh again it's another very faithful recreation besides like a kick up in tempo and a change of instruments um i like the the stylings of the voice he kind of like really punches different syllables right right and again i actually i'd be curious uh to know if this was translated from english or translated from german hmm. anyway Point. probably doesn't make that much i of can a tell you that but... the name of the song is moderu which is model all right how about that so dude can read a little japanese here yeah, alex time to learn that's that uh that's that duolingo Right yeah, there, it's paying it's, off. Uh, paying off, finally. I can read very simple words. <laughs> that are not otherwise obvious? <laughs> yeah, I suppose so. Um, so, yeah, this starts off with a guitar intro joined by another one. It's sort of a, I think it's a root fifth. Yeah, that's what it sounds like to me. But it's that kind of like, like, they're still doing the progression, but it's not like, that 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 like just just a root or something yeah do you know at the start of this music video when it's playing what kind of guitar that is they're showing no but it looks cool like it's yeah, kind it of that like cool. violin shape it, it's almost mm -hmm. um like with the with the like kind of cut out in the middle but then it gets fat again around the neck um but it's yeah it's not quite like that one you know that one that uh is it um John Lennon. Oh, John like, Lennon uh, plays that like yeah, violin-y no. guitar. It kind of looks like that, but it's a more like plastic version. It doesn't have like the raised a... pickguard or anything. Paul McCartney. Is that bass, a Paul McCartney bass? That... Yeah, it's very small. It's it sells for like four hundred bucks, and several times I've been like, nah, I should just get it." I'm like, "No." Yeah. I'm not gonna get the fucking tiny bass. Can't go from the big old bass to tiny bass. It's too weird. <laughs> there are some tiny basses too. Anyway. Yeah, there are some fucking tiny basses. Um, this one, yeah, so it starts with those guitars, jumps right into the main riff, 
after that there's a i think a synth giving that tone or is that a guitar tone that like actually i wasn't totally sure about that one which part are you talking about specifically like literally just the main riff I, it might it could be both too um because it does sound like like if you're listening to the verse um between mm-hmm. the lines it does sound like they're playing a synthesizer to me like kind of a fluty synthesizer yeah well yeah they got that like high synthesizer that cuts between lines but there is uh certainly something that is not guitar-y sounding on the the down 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 or is it it might just be like a kind of high clean guitar Yeah, i think it might just be a guitar uh i don't know though and it's got a good tone to it though i liked it i thought it was good um what else stands out in this version what else does stand out in this version um it's pretty similar like it's the same as the last one they'll they'll switch things around a bit different things get played on different instruments mostly guitars though um the uh the drums are a little different maybe no i mean the drums stay consistent throughout like they just basically recreate the original more or less but with this different drum machine yeah, so what I guess what interests me is the B and C sections on here, where in the guitar, while being technically like the main part doing that descending pattern, that ding, 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 like generally you would kind of punch that moment, you would really let that guitar rip, but on this it feels very subdued. Subdued, like it's just lower in the mix kind of thing? Yeah, like it's not totally breaking out of the mix it's sort of just playing level right and i've I've been not referencing the music video too much on purpose but i don't know if i can do that anymore um it kind of fits in with the way they're they're playing in the music video like they're sort of Mm -hmm. emulating um the the craft work thing of just like being robotic but they seem a little more like mellow and even i don't know like they're dressed a little differently they have bow ties on instead uh yeah and just like and they're in like a like a photo shoot space. yeah yeah they got studio lights around them on a white backdrop yeah, so they're just like kind of standing there holding the instruments so it kind of makes sense like you can't really like get into it because they're not moving their elbows like <laughs> they're just holding mm-hmm. the instruments and playing so yeah, it does feel like they're kind of trying to emulate that sort of like soullessness of a synth with their guitar playing, which I thought was ambitious. Yeah, I mean, they seem to be definitely you get that feeling from watching the video. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other thing they do in the video is like they're always staring at the camera and the camera cuts and mm-hmm. they'll just be like looking in the other direction <laughs> or like they'll have yeah. moved a bit, but like they're always staring at the camera. Yeah. And it's, yeah, these great shots, because they all, like, clump up together. There's three guitarists up yeah. front, the two guys on the keyboard in the back with the drum machine. Yeah, so they've got this, like, and, yeah, Final Fantasy four party, two in the back, three in the front situation. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> and, yeah, they just kind of play their instruments and, like, don't move. Like, you don't see them move. They move, but only, mm-hmm. like, between shots, so... Yeah, they're conjuring the stillness. Yeah. And uh, 
yeah it's i i like the music video i thought it it played very well um near the end of the song you get a the guitar kind of playing high going as the synth also starts to like uh kind of warp right you kind of get the like kind of high thing going on Mm -hmm. yeah so that kind of like breaks up a little bit more but they're still like very rigid in their demeanor yeah it's it's very like very close to the original again like we've said a hundred times but it has just a slightly different flavor to it that i kind of appreciate yeah they managed to bring like a slightly different but similar personality like it's a different interpretation of the like stiff roboticness Mm-hmm. Which, and using uh like more organic instruments rather than using synthetic instruments right. and still managing to even though they are electric bring that that stiffness to them mm-hmm. um speaking of the stiffness should we talk about rammstein in 1997 rammstein. yes yes we should sie ist ein model und sie sieht gut aus So you guys know Ramstein or Ramstein? They they do do host. They do host. Host. <laughs> um, they're a, they're a genre known as New Deutsch Hart, which is uh, the new German hardness in English, and sometimes called dance also metal. Known, yeah, and sometimes tans metal. What does that even mean? Probably dance metal. <laughs> Uh, yeah, they have like roots in East German punk rock, apparently, um, and they made this this band that is successful and makes music. Yeah. So this version is uh, introduced by a uh, a film editor, Mathilde Bonnefoy, who's French, and she says, "Mesdames et messieurs, nous avons l'honneur ce soir de vous présenter la nouvelle collection de Rammstein," which translates to, "Ladies and gentlemen." Tonight we have the honor of presenting you with Ramstein's new collection. Ramstein. Which of course, new collection Ramstein. kind of implies um fashion. Mm, so it's like Good catch. Like I didn't even think about that. Show. And then they sing about the model. The left. Das model. Yeah. So this version is like technically a full minute longer than the original, but about 35 seconds of that is this Yeah, intro. this intro, and then there's, like, like some clapping, polite clapping, and then, like, just some, like, synthy, like, computer-y sounds. Like, there's a... Yeah, um, like, that kind of thing. Yeah, some burping. Some burping. <laughs> and then, uh, like, laughter. Yes, there is burping. I wonder if that's because the fashion show is supposed to be, like them being like not right, impolite impolite in high society kind of thing mm-hmm. and then they start and, to play uh, the song yeah. and it's very start playing the song i mean it it's it i mean it's very like metal-esque you know it's it's this very distorted metal style guitar with this very wide sustain sound on it um yeah and that like punching of every like maybe like third note right um and it's also like it's they've in interestingly of all of all like interpretations like made it a lot more 
like rhythmically interesting like they're the ones who kind of switch it up and make it like more dancey i guess that's where the dance metal comes in yeah this is that new german yeah, so like they're doing the kind of metal chugging but it's like it's got like a decent rhythm to it yeah it's interesting that the like connection point between Kraftwerk and and ramstein is dance it certainly is. It certainly is. Not what I would expect, but I, I, won't, I don't listen to Ramstein, so I don't really know much yeah. about their thing. Um, so, yes, um, this guitar is playing. It's that like really sustained metal sound. There's also a, a synthesizer that kind of has a similar tone, um, and it, it's doubling it, so they're playing along together. Um, and they're kind of together filling the role of both the the rhythm synth because they have add that rhythm to it and the riff synth because they are playing the riff but now they've made it more right. rhythmically interesting mm-hmm. or in- intensive maybe um, yeah they've really focused on like an intense rhythm where even the the simplistic drums have been further simplified sure like it's I didn't notice that specifically I guess it is maybe just the same, but there's definitely more emphasis on right. You the, get that kick, kick. kind of, kind of thing going on. Yeah, um, they've also got like, um, well, like in the first verse, they they play um, like the synthesizer plays through the whole thing, and the guitar only plays between lines, kind of like you know, punch it between lines, kind of thing. Yeah, um, and then. Yeah, do you know anything? Notice anything else about the verse? Um, not the first verse. I know on a later verse they kind of strip down, but okay, we'll we'll get there. We'll get there because then we go to the bridge. Um, and I think the drums change a bit to be more kick heavy, like a little bit, but maybe not. Yeah. I don't know. I I always write these notes and then forget the specifics. <laughs> All right. Um, if not that they become more intense you know what they do hit the kick more and also i think the other instruments give it more room to be the center focus because it's just you get these long like and it's just this fucking kick right like punching right so before you got this like smooth synthesizer doing doing the sounds here but now you got this guitar that like ben like it still plays the lead um but like the strings are bending or you're sliding like it so it's got it's more guitar driven sound it's kind of it's pretty pretty mm-hmm. pretty cool sound i think yeah it really holds the uh the spirit of the original in a lot of ways while still being very distinctly like ramstein yeah i, I assume yeah that's <laughs> It feels like it's got new German hardness to it. It feels okay? it feels new, it feels German, and it feels pretty hard. Exactly. Um, yeah, and you know, the next time around we get the uh the riff synth playing up top in the C section. Right, right. Um Which hey. Neat. Yeah, I mean that part it's it's like it's like the original, but they've got the like Ramstein thing with the guitars going on underneath. So that's what I would expect from that. So they do that. So cool. Way to go, guys. Cool. Yeah. And uh, three ten, we get a f- kind of fake ending. 
309 really it's just like a second of like stopping it down now and then it's like Ugh. yes it like it does pause for a second the... and then and then into another verse yeah and that one's sort of a breakdown where we mostly just get the synth yes but it's a new synth sound that's a little more like strained mm-hmm. um you know ramp up that tension add a little bit more a little bit more oomph yeah, and the vocals take this chance to really kind of chew up the words a little bit, put a little more emphasis and focus on them. I find it difficult oftentimes to listen to some of the specific like vocal tricks they do if it's a different language. So mm. thanks for pointing that out. No problem. Yeah. It's yeah, because sometimes it just becomes you know one of the other instruments. You're like, yeah, cool. Yeah, is it like if you don't really know what they're saying, other than correct. Correct. Yeah, that sounds. Yeah, right. that's worth noting. They do bring back the correct line in this one. It's, I think the only other version that does it. Well, is it the only the German, only German well, version? Well, one of them <laughs> claims to be Das Model, but it is mm. instrumental. All right. Um, um, a high like phone tone noise at four twelve. That's like like right at the end. Yeah, that's as we're coming to the end. I believe that plays in the original or something similar. Like it's on a synthesizer in like the last 10 seconds or so. Uh, it just, I think it's extended on this one. Oh, but yeah, that is right. taken from the original. Fucking eight. But it's like really like, like really high pitched in this one. Yeah. On the original, it's a little higher. This one bears a little more of that. Like, it sounds like, like a phone. Yeah. It doesn't someone's sound like, like someone's up. pushing a key on a synthesizer. Like it's, it sounds like yeah. something kind of maybe broke. <laughs> mhm. But yeah, I'm And yeah, sorry. just a sharp ending on that. It's like damn. And then like a synth line kind of takes us out this ding, 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 ding. Right. Yeah, uh, so I'd say I mean, it's a more metal-esque version and uh, if you want a version that that isn't as stiff sounding, uh, this is this is the definitely the one to pick. <laughs> For sure. Should we talk about the tremolo beer the gut? Tremolo beer gut. Yeah. Let's talk 1999. about nineteen ninety nine. In what? Nineteen ninety nine is the year. <laughs> Danish slash Swedish band that makes surf rock, or at least made, I don't know if they still do, yeah, surf rock slash page. garage rock. They, they claim the genre is old school surf and western. Surf and western. Um, I was just going by their Spotify page. And they have their influences uh, listed as everything that doesn't suck. Um, now they actually go into more detail. Guys. It's like John Barry and Ennio Morricone and stuff like that, and the Beach Boys, and some more modern things, too. Yeah, John Barry doesn't Pixies. surprise me. This does yeah. bear some similarities to the James Bond Yeah, theme. absolutely. And, you know, you get some of that, uh, yeah, that kind of, like, pseudo-surf thing going on, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and even some of the, like, um, spaghetti western-type music. Yeah. 
Very so all of these guys are part of like more successful Scandinavian bands, but I've never heard of any of them. So this is more like a personal project for them, I suppose. Yeah, they seem to do like covers of stuff. Like, like uh, are these all covers? No, maybe. Um, they've got this an album cover. of covers. Anyway, it's it's instrumental. That's the important mm-hmm. thing here. That is the important thing to note. Uh, yeah, we start out with what bass guitar on this, and a little bit of guitar in the back there. Yeah, to me, this one felt the most like original song, but with real instruments kind of situation. Like, this is mm-hmm. the most distinctively to me not synthesized version. Yeah, it is very deliberately organic to get that surf rock vibe. So everything is guitars and like a bit of drum. Yeah, and a bit of the uh, uh, sort of like, I guess we call it cinematic because it's in movies. Um, some of the sounds like where the guitar is like very distorted, but it'll play like wee, 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 kind of thing. Like it's, a, it's almost mm-hmm. like a sound effect kind of situation. It's not really. Yeah. So yeah, it's built to like accent the scene. And then a lot of that, uh, I don't know if it's tremolo, if it's on a guitar, like really fast strumming. Not sure. Um, and of course that, that like kind of echoey surfy guitar for the, for the main melody playing the brown, brown, and like, it's got, it's got a good sound on it. Like, all the sounds here work pretty well. They definitely got that. The sound down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although, supposedly, this was... They started in 99, and this is from 99, so... Yeah. Must be their first album. There it is, yeah. There it is. Um, the drums do a lot more uh, focus on the toms on this. Which, again, is just maybe just a benefit of them being organic. That I can be like, that's a tom drum, yeah, rather than these like, sort of like, like electronic, analog kind of sounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they get a bit of like a like I think a shaker percussion or something there. It might just be a good cymbal hit to get a little more rattling on certain points, right. like for cinematic effect. Right. But yes, it definitely it feels it feels more surf rock. It is definitely crossed with that kind of spaghetti western uh, cinematic sound. Um, like you were saying, the rhythm gets changed, presumably because of that. Um, and there's also, like, the solo section is kind of the... It's more it's like a jangle, jangly guitar. It's got a jangle thing going on. Mm-hmm. So that's always fun. A little bit of that jangle. Yeah. It's, uh... I th- honestly, they probably could have made this version shorter just because... Because it, it repeats itself. You know, it's... Yeah, it still loops like the original. Yeah. That's... But yeah, as far as instrumental songs go, like it doesn't sound quite like elevator music to me. It it does sound more cinematic. This could be in like a knockoff fan made James Bond film. So like yeah, yeah. I mean they they managed to like maintain the sound and uh, and it's kind of got a good like echo to it. Like it's very echoey mm-hmm. throughout. So it I like the sound of this one. Um, I don't know like it doesn't have much more than that but like it's a it's a solid sound yeah i think in terms of they like they had a goal and they hit it and it doesn't sound awful and it wasn't a bad goal yeah. so i i happen like, to like job. the thing they're making it into so yeah <laughs> yeah 
Um, with that, we're gonna move into Sessions Reggae Instrumental in 2007. This sounds kind of weird. Yeah. Um, so these guys are like, I couldn't find much information on them, but as far as I can tell, they're French, uh, and they do um, reggae covers, instrumental reggae so, covers. Is this true? Is this true information? Here's what I've got for you translated from Spanish on their Spanish. Facebook page. Yeah. Is this Spanish? Is an... Yeah, as an original reggae music and songs experimental project born in Argentina uh, and with more than 15 years of existence, that makes more sense. the project has six discs made, numerous presentations and collaborations with important Latin American artists such as Guillermo Bonetto from Los Cafres, Dred Mar, and internationals such as Eugene Gray from Jamaica, Dub Maddox from Canada, and Walt Jabsco from the UK. The fundamental characteristics of Sessions is the combination of Jamaican rhythms such as reggae, ska, dub, and Rocksteady, with original compositions of attractive timber, improvisation, jazz and soul, with with orchestral arrangements, and even moments of tango. Ideal music to enjoy, dance, and have a good time. Ideal. Sessions has transformed over time into a sort of traveling band concept with a varied repertoire that is mutating in formations and various musicians. So if, if I googled Sessions in English and it detected the language as Latin... So that's not much help. But so, obviously it's Spanish. Yeah. Obviously it's Spanish because they're from Argentina. Um, thanks for finding them. My favorite thing was I looked them up uh, at the name as is Sessions Reggae Instrumental. And then it corrected me on the spelling. Yes, of Sessions. to one S and then back to two S's. <laughs> back to two S's. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what and the it just fuck? never ended. Yeah. So yeah, this is a four and a half, like, uh, what is it? Four, four and a half, and a half minutes. minutes. Of mostly uh, the model. Mostly the model, yes. But not exclusively. Um, yeah. So it comes in, and it comes in, like, pretty fast. Especially because, mm-hmm. like, reggae is, like, generally speaking, a fairly slow genre of music in terms of tempo. But this comes in with this guitar playing, like, like, it's pretty quick. Yeah, and mirrored by a very low bass. Like, it's right off the bat. And then, like... And then, then, like, this really, like, tight, like, hand drummy sound thing. I don't know if it's a hand drum necessarily, but it has that sound to it. Roll. Yeah, it's certainly not, like, a traditional kit drum. Yeah, and then, so you get that, like, roll, and then you kind of, like, the organ comes in with this skank, and it's, like, this guitar's double time kind of compared to it so it's like doing like mm-hmm. probably a bit fast but not like super fast skank but like yeah. this guitar's just going yeah it makes for a great moment later when they kind of break to just that skank and it makes for a real real change right, of tempo where you're like oh right this is a different piece of music you kind of get a moment but yeah it's just like real like i don't know just it's an organ um and then the vocals are, f- it's just like, it takes a while to get to the vocals. Mm-hmm, because we get some horns in there first, which kind of take the role of the riff synth. Right. And then it's, and then there's kind of a, 
It sounds like a few like female voices singing together. Mm-hmm. It sounds like a bit choral almost. Yeah. And uh and then that riff gets played on the horns between the lines. But then like that skank is just yeah. kind of still going. Mm-hmm. Rhythmically. Yeah, you get to like one thirteen where the first verse ends. And just the shift, because we lose that bass, which has been holding that fast rhythm. And it kind of slows the piece right down. And I thought that was a good shift. Yes, that's kind of their their take on the bridge section, which is probably the biggest departure from the bridge section yet. Because really, it's it's a, become a solo section. Like, they just do a little guitar solo there instead. Mm-hmm. Um, which isn't really based on anything in the original. It's just a different yeah, thing they do. It just like is, yeah. It's much more like a reggae break in a a cover, right? Yes, <laughs> and it's and like you said, it's interesting because the tempo kind of ha- changes so much. It feels so different. Mm-hmm. So we lose so much momentum. Um, and then they do more like verse solo structure, like they repeat that. Mm-hmm. That bass comes back in. Yeah. And then they kind of do that. It's yeah, they a, do that a, same loop. They do a verse. They go back, cut out. Yeah, the bass. so it's a bit boring after the first go around. So I guess they decided they wanted to punch it up a little bit. Yeah. So when you get to three minutes and thirty seconds, of course we get this the the kind of C section solo, which is just pretty basic. It's a guitar very high up going. Yeah, that does come back. In. Um, but yeah, we get to the three minute thirty second mark, where uh, "Sweet Dreams Are Made of These" is, I believe, the song by the Eurythmics yeah. comes in, and that's that was unexpected. I didn't expect that at all. That was, no, that was that was shocking. <laughs> yeah, it was bizarre. And then, of course, the question we have to ask is, why is this here? Yeah, why is suddenly "Sweet Dreams Are Made of This"? Is it this? "Sweet Dreams Are Made of This." Of these, yeah, street streams are made of this. Who am I to Maybe. disagree? <laughs> I think my only the only thing I can pull from it is that some of them want to use you, some of them want to be used by you. Line that's kind of the connection between like the the like society, high society model thing, yeah, yeah. I guess so. Kind of like dreaming, dreaming like, of success. That's my best guess, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah, it's still it's still weird and unexpected. Um. I don't think they're from like the same year or anything. No, I don't think so. Because I'm pretty sure Eurythmics is later, historically. Yeah, it's a couple years later. Um, but yeah, that's the song. And then they switch back. And just kind of like play us out for a while. And then there's some low horns. But- doing some rhythm stuff too so it's kind of instrumental for the rest yeah it was uh i mean i'm bloated for one i don't think they needed the eurythmics in there i don't think it really added anything. <laughs> yeah it's got a lot going on but it is it is interesting i'll give it that mm-hmm. interesting intellectually but not necessarily kind of loses uh, a bit of a bit of interest musically just because it's quite long. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of more uh, interesting musical choices, we're going to talk about the Bad Shepherds in 2010. Yeah, the Bad Shepherds. Mm-hmm. 
She's a model and she's looking good I'd like to take her home, that's understood They're like a, a English folk band uh, They seem to like yeah, to use kind of traditional instruments Um this particular song has like a mandolin in it and illin pipes, which are which mm. are Irish. Um, they're like bagpipes. Um, we've actually talked yeah. about them before because they were used by uh, Neutral Milk Hotel in in the airplane over the sea. So if you look at a track like Untitled, uh, features it pretty heavily. Features these pipes and apparently mm. illin, which okay. is spelled U I L L E A N N. Is the just the word for elbow? It's elbow pipes because you squeeze the bag with your elbow. Oh, <laughs> elbow okay. pipes. Yeah, was... we've also talked about the Bad Shepherds before oh. on the Once in a Lifetime episode. I totally forgot about them. I think it's even on this same album. Yes, oh. it is. Huh. It wasn't a very good version, I'll tell you that, but somehow also not the worst. Now, my I question to this. you about those pipes, Alex, is do they also sound like like legend of zelda music a bit it kind of has that like there's like a bit of kind of medieval influence on that right like like medieval european Mm -hmm. so i think that's probably all it is okay i feel like it might have been used for like a character theme or like a specific piece something similar anyway I, i don't know exactly what you'd be referring to though I guess. Oh, yeah. Honestly, Witcher's probably a more guaranteed pull. Like Witcher Three probably, probably definitely has probably. these kind of pipes in them. Kind of get the strings or whatever. <sighs> and those pipes are kind of the f- focus of this one. I found. Yeah, they really get the like the solo bits and the riffs around. I mean, you get that like mandolin strumming in the background, and it gets joined by like a, I think just a more standard acoustic guitar. But as they tend to do in these kinds of uh, folk songs, it's a very like bright sounding, um, like brassy electric or acoustic guitar, kind of mm-hmm. invoking that like early, harsher, almost like the I don't know where it comes from necessarily, but I'm thinking of like a harpsichord, like an old style, um, piano type instrument. Um, that's more mm, like yeah, like plucked strings. So I guess maybe strings were just more plucked, so it had that brassier sound. Right. Again, shooting for that kind of medieval. Yeah, vibe. which is also weird, like medieval, I guess. But uh, the Illin pipes were invented like three hundred years ago. Like, mm. like they're old, but they're not medieval. Anyway, mm, but enough. that's kind of how that's kind of how this folk music works, you know. It's an amalgamation of like things from over the years. So maybe right. this isn't this probably isn't like um, like an authentic medieval experience, but to our ears, it sounds like it. Right, I'd believe it. Although I'm sure none of these instruments were invented at the time. Yeah, it's uh, like so. Yeah, the the rhythm's very basic on this. It kind of just takes the intro. Uh, riff and repeats that like the root and fifth transition. Right. And then it's it's really just like it really is just these fucking pipes. Yeah, the pipes are really like, going wilding out. They kind of like yeah riffs. Um, like they play in between the lines, you know, like you'd expect. 
uh mandolin guitar they're playing they're they're making their textures whatever and then they just they're just laying pipe <laughs> hell yeah brother <laughs> i was hoping the reaction would be a little bit <laughs> a little bit quicker on that one but that's all right that's all right sorry it, it took a second because I, I, I was googling it i'm so i was i'm so convinced that there's a, a zelda song with these fucking pipes in it. Apparently, Hateno Village from uh, Breath of the Wild has it. Inland pipes? Oh, yeah. interesting. I mean, I know there's like the the more like oh, Japanese-inspired yeah, pipes in, in Kakariko Village. But yeah, I think that sounds yes. about right. The, you're right. So this version is about laying pipe for four minutes and 20 seconds. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> oh, that's, that's it. I have nothing else to say about um, this one. No, I mean, that's... They they really take it into like a different style, um, mm-hmm. and as we've we've said about a lot of these, it makes it feel less rigid, um, and it's it's a good sound like, like, it's a fun um, sort of musical um, aesthetic. This like English folk, um, but what it reminds me of, kind of, or makes me think of rather, um, is. England keep my bones the the Frank Turner album because he kind of had the the influence of the English folk but like really brought it into like this rock context um where that right. like really does something new with it and this isn't trying to do that but I don't know almost mm. just made me think of it I just like to mention Frank Turner okay, in the well, show that's all as much as we can get that Frank Turner kickback yep. money <laughs> Uh, Alex, you want to introduce our final cover for the um, day? Yes, because I kind of know how to say his name. Is that why? Yeah. All right. Um, so our final cover is by a Brazilian artist named, C- I believe it is pronounced Sue George. She's a mother and she's looking good. I'd like to take her home that's understood. Um, and he is, I get he's, he's, suppo- he like revived Brazilian pop samba or something, or like was part of it. Um, and we talk about, um, Bossa Nova a lot that comes up kind of as this like jazzy thing. And Samba is kind of like mm-hmm. the other side of Brazilian music in terms of exported music anyway. Um, it's just a different, more kind of dancey style, like. It's the kind of thing I would expect more to hear in like a club. And supposedly his background is really in these, it said like samba schools or something like that. But it is, mm. it's clubs basically. Um, Cause it's like, it's a dance style and it's a music style. Um, he first heard about this guy cause he was in uh, the life aquatic and he does, he has an album of, of David Bowie covers done in Portuguese. I still haven't seen the life. I haven't aquatic. either. Um, I just heard that album and I was like, "This is cool," because it's it's a very interesting take on David Bowie songs. Um, and he's got quite yeah. a few. Uh, his voice has been described as a thick baritone murmur. It's definitely very like <sighs> deep. Um, there's also I couldn't find information. It's it's Sue Jorge, Sue Jorge, Sue George, <laughs> um, with Almaz, and I don't know what almaz is possibly a a russian 
group because apparently Almaz is diamond in Russian. Yeah, it's weird because I put Almaz musician into uh, Google and the first thing that comes up on the side is Sue George. Yeah, so I don't really know what what that's referring to. I think it's the band. Um, okay, I've got an Almaz duo here. They do jazz, blues, Prohibition era. No, that can't be that. Doesn't sound right. It doesn't sound right. So anyway, this is an album of covers that actually I had listened to a long time ago, not knowing that it was an album of covers. And before I listened to any Kraftwerk, so I didn't know this was a Kraftwerk song. Mm. He might be a Kenyan musician. Yeah, I was having a lot of trouble figuring out who it was. And this album's not on Spotify. So, yeah, yeah, I don't know, man. So, yeah, a baritone murmur, I think, is a great description for his voice here. It's very uh, it's a very subdued vocal performance on this. Yes, absolutely. <clears throat> Sorry, my voice keeps making weird things. Is that obvious on your end? Um, keeps maybe. doing weird things. We'll see when it comes time. I'm to trying edit to this. make it not, but I'm trying to drink water. I'll send you a, a wordy complaint. All right. Um, honestly, this one has kind of some elements of the surf rock in the guitar. Yes, it does. And some of it also reminded me of Snake Finger a little bit. It's got that like distance, mm. kind of like echoey, yeah. recorded down a hallway kind of thing going on. Uh, but yeah, that guitar does have does have that feeling to it, uh, that echo, uh, and it plays when it plays the riff. Um, other than that, like there's not a ton of changes. I think maybe the rhythm. Is kind of like yeah. the, the biggest difference here. Mm-hmm. There and those those rhythm like on the drums particularly kind of plays with that distance as well. There seems to be like your consistent four four, uh, like on the cymbal there, and then the bigger drum hits kind of sound like they're further away or on a different drum kit entirely. Yeah, like they're huge. Um, mm-hmm. The other thing they do in this version is they cut out the bridge part entirely and just do like the mm. like the the what i called the solo before what we also called the c right. section right the and just does that on the guitar um but it's also sorry my voice is still doing weird things um and then like kind of between the solo and the next verse, there's like a little bit of space and the guitar's just doing these like like lazy strums. I don't know. It's, it, it sounded like laid back in the way the guitar was strumming to me. Yeah. It kind of, it, and like the, uh, the bass kind of like jams out a bit too. So it did have, bring a laid back vibe where it was just like, we get to this section, we cut loose a bit. Yeah. And, and he definitely vocally tries to like recreate the the original kind of with that sort of like mm-hmm. detached it it ends up sounding like very detached and kind of disinterested yeah more so than like mechanical i think in this version mhm but there's definitely like this just his voice is just like so deep it's kind of i don't know draws you in yeah, it's it's very soothing almost. It's lulling me into a deep sleep. Yeah, and the rest of the track uh kind of adds to that mm-hmm. because it's it's got that like kind of filtered 
low end sound to it. That said, the guitar mm-hmm. has this like has a lot of like this high frequency like kind of noise on it. Like that there's a yeah. lot of like these high frequencies that just kind of mix in with the guitar sound that seem to come from it, which you'd expect to get filtered out, but it kind of adds to that whole texture. It's a very interesting sound. Right. Yeah, and that guitar does have a, a bit of echo on it as well. So yeah, you get that kind of high frequency punch and then it all echoes out a bit. Yeah, it starts to kind of intermingle with itself. So yeah, so there's mm-hmm. some neat sounds in this version. Yeah, it's not like like boldly or like blatantly different, but when you you examine it, you're like, oh, there's a lot of little little neat things going on. Yeah, a lot of it is like the personality of the song changing more so than it being this drastically different arrangement. Mm-hmm. At uh, I'm at two sixteen. Another just like small moment is when he does the consumer products line. It's just vocals. So it's two, sorry, like 212. Right. And also like cranks up the, the echo. Does it crank up the, if it either cranks up the echo or it's just more noticeable because there's nothing else to hide. Yeah, it. I think it might just be more noticeable. Yeah. It is. Yeah. So yeah, it's just a, like a neat minimalist sort of arrangement. With that, Alex, we're going to get into our final verdicts. Let's do it. We have three categories, as always. The best version, the worst version, and the version you would use on the catwalk as a model. Okay. You know, your model song. So, Alex, what's the My worst version song. of this and why? The worst version of this. I I wasn't, like, super offended by any of these versions, you know? Um, mm-hmm. I, the worst version was probably... Now, now, I'm, now I'm second guessing myself. Do you want me to jump in, give mine yeah, real quick? Um, Sessions reggae instrumental. I think it was just a bit bloated. I think they didn't have enough faith in their covers, so they chucked in another song at the last fucking minute to be like, ah, look at that. And uh, like the, I don't know, the sort of choral vocals didn't really work for me. It's, um, they did have that cool kind of switch between uh, the double time and the regular time rhythm. But after that trick, the the song just was flat. Hmm. Yeah, I'm trying to think of, what's my worst version? I, I, I think that might be my worst version too. But like, yeah, it's not. I didn't really dislike it. You know, like, like it probably is only getting that because it's it's so long. Although the ramps, well, the Ramstein version does more, so they can afford to be longer. Yeah. But I guess it's them. But with love, you know. With love, Sessions reggae instrumental. Alex, what's the best version of this? Oh, so what is the best version of this? Um. Equally difficult, equally difficult, because I liked a lot of these, or at least I consider them to be on a similar level. Um, what is the best version? Ah, I don't know why I'm struggling so much today. Mm. Hmm. It's tough. There's some good ones. Um, I'll jump in again. I kind of have two here. Two. I think I'm gonna go with Ramstein though, because they. Uh, I think they did the most with this. They definitely have. Um, it's like it's the most polished version of the covers yeah uh, the m- most like confident probably mm-hmm 
and like it punches hard. It's it's got a cool rhythm going on. You can still dance to it while it's still definitely hard music. You know, it's got that new German hardness yeah. to it. You you just can't fight that. Yeah. Though I also really like Hikashu. I thought their version was pretty fun. Oh man, now I still got to pick. Um, I'm I'm gonna give it to Sue George. I'm gonna do that. Because I liked it, but I liked other okay, ones too. Yeah. I was having trouble picking which one was was number one, you know, because obviously Ramstein did a did a really good job, and and uh, all the other ones, you know, had had good sounds and stuff. Mm-hmm. There's some good stuff here, or at least some neutral stuff. I don't know. That's what I'm. There that's my pick. Like- but like, I feel like that's liable to change at any second. Fair enough. Yeah, I didn't feel incredibly strongly about any of these. Like, overall, there was not, like, a super-duper standout, but I think Ramstein does, like, pull ahead a bit. But that said, yeah, like, the other ones aren't really that bad. It's pretty it's a pretty even week, similar to the song itself. Like, it's pretty right. even. Right. Uh, with that, Alex, which, which one of these is your model song? What are you hitting the catwalk to? What am I to? hitting the catwalk to? Um, probably... Probably the tremolo beer gut. I mean, it's instrumental for one. You know, it's in the mm-hmm. background, and it's it's a fun version with a good sound to it. It's kind of, I feel like it would it would really. I feel like the the audience reaction would be good if that was in the background. It's like, oh, yeah, I think listen, so. I listen think to that, that. like surf rock stuff. All right. That's Hell what I yeah. Think. Are you wearing some some beachwear? Are you wearing a like something? crazy fashionable what do you got going uh, on i'm wearing nothing at all yeah that's <laughs> that's how fashion shows that's work bold. right that's fashion that's fashion baby. it's it's a statement about something probably but um, but you get like a like a, a brand name tattooed on your butt or something yeah i just got a tattoo on my left cheek and i'm walking that catwalk that's it that's Hell all i yeah. got that's that's a fucking and i might have a baby. cane or something just yeah, you know, just for support. So f- yeah, just in case. Uh, me personally, I'm coming out there to the Bad Shepherds. We're, we're getting some weird fucking vibes on the fashion floors. Yeah, you're, you're going slow, and there's, well, this version is about laying pipe, as we discussed. Um, yes. So maybe that, maybe that's the way to go. Maybe that's. Yeah. So naturally, I'll be dressed as a mechanic. That's the way to sell. Yeah, but like a folk mechanic, a medieval mechanic is my. Yeah, that's about. Yeah, yeah, that exists. Um, Pipe sells. That's what I always say. Hell yeah, that's my motto. They say, "Pipe sells." Let them buy pipe. That's what I. That's what I say. (laughs) Let them buy pipe. Um, that's been our main segment. If you got a similar opinion, different opinion, or you want to talk about a cover version we didn't talk about. Hit us up on Twitter, hashtag CoverMePod, at JakeTheCressy, at some Alex Wise guy. Let us know what's going on in your life. Um, also, you can email us a question, comment, or concern at CoverMePod at gmail.com. And be sure to rate and review us. We're on Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, your favorite podcasting app, a different podcasting app. And if it's the kind of app where you can rate us and review us, do that. Tell your friends about us. And, you know. Keep it real out there in the world. We're going to jump into a bonus segment, 
which I have expertly crafted ahead of time, in which I ask Alex a question. Alex, what's a really good foreign language song? Ooh, really good foreign language song. Okay, let's see. What do we got here? There's a lot, obviously, there's a lot of really good foreign language songs. No. Yeah, it is vast. Or if you maybe want to pick like a like a world musician that people should check people should out. Check out. Um I'm trying to pick one. Do you have something in mind? I honestly really do not. Okay. I am pretty white in my music choices. All right. Um I did uh, I I mean I listened to this a lot more back in the day cuz I did that one class in university where we talked about pop music from around the world. Um, mm-hmm. So the phase right after that involved listening to a lot of this stuff. Um, I actually found African pop music to be the most interesting. Um, and I would, was it? Yeah. I, we talked about Angelique Kidjo in our once in a lifetime episode. Uh, she's definitely right. worth checking out. Um, mm-hmm. a lot of that is not in English, but I've now realized a better choice. Um, Ooh, what do you got, Alex? Right here. There's a, there's a, a, a Senegalese rap group called, I believe it is pronounced Daraji, spelled okay. D-A-A-R-A and then a J. Um, mm-hmm. and, and they got some, they got some, they got some pretty solid music. They got an album called, uh, boomerang kind of the one we talked about um Fuck yeah. it's got some good stuff on it um and i recommend checking it out it's in a lot of different languages it's in like sev- several languages there's some english there's some french there's some spanish and i believe there's some like also non-colonial senegalese language in there too the name of which i don't know off the top mm. of my head Wolof? So I've got I got one that I'll recommend. It's a, a Japanese artist. And uh I'm just now looking at the actual Japanese so I can probably get the pronunciation right. Um in English it's N U J A B E S, but I believe it is Nujabes. Who? Or New Jabes. New Jabes. New Jabes. Nujabes. New Jabes, yeah, uh, well known for the uh, soundtrack for Samurai Champloo. Ah, uh... yeah. So he's got some really good, like, kind of chill hip hop beats, and you'll get some instrumentals, some with some English rappers on it, some with like traditional Japanese vocals on it. Kind of all over the place, but it's really good stuff. Very good for summertime, I find, and as we're coming into the warmer months, some good music to have. Absolutely. Right on. He unfortunately passed away, like, very young. It was like, I th- want to say it was in, uh, like, 2010. That's what I'm seeing. 36. Yeah, 2010, aged 36. Traffic collision. Very sad. Yeah, very sad. Jack, good stuff. And if you're looking for, for something a little less North American, hit that up. Uh, if you guys got some, some world music hits for us, uh, hit us up on Twitter, hashtag world music hits. Sure. Sure. Um, and as we always say on Cover Me, or should I say that's the end of our show, and as we always say on Cover Me, um, 
this is cover me and it's looking good.